around the world, locally, with family and friends. And to those viewing for the first time, the House of Destiny International Ministries presents Dr. Larry Manley with today's message designed to create a spiritually vibrant connection between our listeners and God. We hope you will enjoy this presentation and above all, we pray you will be blessed. In verse 10 of Mark, the 8th chapter, and straightway, straightway, he entered into a ship with his disciples, Jesus did, and came into the parts of Damanutha. What is he talking about? What we read ain't always what God is wanting us to see. See, there's something hidden in there. And what we want to do is find out the hidden mysteries of God. Because that's what Jesus Christ came for. Straightway. Hmm. In a Street called straight. The book of Acts talks about. And Jesus didn't delay in what he was doing. But he immediately went to work. When you read this Bible, people. You have to begin to understand the difference between kingdom knowledge and church knowledge. Jesus taught on the kingdom of God. He's not interested in church stuff because we're supposed to be the church. He's not interested in the doctrines of men that call themselves of the assembly. He's interested in getting us to understand his version of his word. Amen? Amen. So what is he talking about? Got to open up them ears today. Concentrate. Because he entered into a ship. And he did it straightway. That ship is your soul. If you got to read this Bible. And all you can see is Jesus getting on a ship somewhere and you don't see him getting in your soul, then you, you done missed it. And that's what religion does. See, they out there this morning and they missing it. But you hear, and if you got ears to hear, you gonna get it. And God gonna begin to work on you and you gonna understand what the power of God really is. You see, when Jesus in the book of Luke, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I ain't going to worry about that. I'm just going to let God do what he need to do to us today. When Jesus came up out of the water from being baptized in the book of Luke, 
Y'all can write that down and read for yourself. The Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit. Religion thinks just because you got the Holy Spirit that you got power. But that ain't so. Because in this Bible that I'm reading, in the book of Luke, the fourth chapter, after he came up out of the water, the Bible says he was full of the Spirit. But he did, and his spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. Uh-huh. Didn't say nothing about he had no power, but he was full of the spirit. Am I right about it? Getting right? But there's a thing called discipline. And that's where we go in our wilderness experience. To learn Discipline. That's why they call us disciples, not Christians, but disciples. The Roman government named you Christians at Antioch. Say they were first called Christians at Antioch. God never called you that. Jesus never called you that. He called you his disciples. That means those who are disciplined and learned in the way. So Jesus, like all of us, he went into the wilderness. The wilderness is a place where he had to learn discipline. (laughs) And he was tested there for 40 days. Because 40 is a time of testing. Amen? And after the devil done his little thing with him, and Jesus held on to his, somebody say, discipline. Uh-huh. Something that we like sometimes, lack sometimes. Sometimes we seem to lack it all the time. But anyway, after it was all over, Jesus, the Bible says, he left out of that wilderness, not only with discipline, but the Bible says he left with power. He went in, he didn't say nothing about no power, but he came out. The Bible says in the book of Luke, fourth chapter, that he came out not only filled with the Holy Spirit, but he he was full of power too. See, power doesn't come before discipline. Discipline must come first. And in order to get discipline, you got to be tested. And once you pass the test... Then the power is laid in you. Not on you, but in you. And you can speak those things that aren't as though they were. And things will happen. Says straightway, he entered into a ship, which is your soul. And he always goes with his disciples because his disciples are supposed to be and represent the divine will of God in man. Amen. But guess what? His disciples, they were blind. Eyes that see. And they came into the parts of Dalmanutha. You know what that word there means? It means slow to see. See, 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 when you're blind, you can't see much. 
See, this is all about Jesus making a journey on the inside of us. And this thing is connecting. And what's going to happen before we leave here today, we're going to see where Jesus is opening our eyes to see. So he went to a place called Damanutha, which means slow to see. This word soul is the same as a ship. Put Genesis 2 7 up there for me. Genesis 2 7. Test. The word of the Lord says, and the Lord God, the Lord God. See, that's another thing. You see that? In chapter 1, God laying on a lot of stuff up here on my head and in my spirit. I didn't even know I was going to be going, but I'm going. It said, Lord God. See, in the first chapter of Genesis, it said God. Didn't say nothing about Lord God. See, they missed that too. <laughs> you better brush up on your teaching. And you better demand from whoever you're preaching to you to, to step it up. In the first chapter of Genesis, it says, and God did this, and God did that, and God did this. Don't say nothing about Lord God. And then on the seventh day, it says God rested. Did it not? He done created everything. He rested from creating. In the second chapter... He's known as Lord God. Now he has to lord over that which he has created. You see the difference? First chapter, he's a creator. Next chapter, he's lording over that which he created. Are you with me? Following the word. And he formed man out of the dust of the ground. That word formed, that means that he made his bed in man when he breathed the breath of life into him. Amen? Amen. I'm talking Hebrew here. I'm just speaking it in English, but I'm giving you the real deal. Not that watered down version. I'm giving you a revelation. He that had ears to hear, let him hear. It goes on and he said he made him out of the dust of the ground because dust, can't, you can't grow nothing in no dust. God didn't want nothing else in him, in us, in man, except himself. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That's where he stepped into his bed. And on the seventh day, then he rested, right? That's what we do when we go to bed. We rest, right? Amen. All right, sin disrupts God's resting. And man, when he breathed in him, man became a what? A living soul. That word soul there means he went on an eternal journey with God. Now going back to that ship, don't when you go on a journey, you making a voyage? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're going across the sea. And if you're in the right kind of ship, like a sub, like I used to be on, then you're under there. That means you, you, you're seeing more than the one on top. 
Yeah, because you don't know the sea unless you go under. You don't know what's in the ocean if all you're doing is going on top of it. But when Jesus gets in you, he go all the way deep. You understand? He go all the way down. So that word soul there means that man became a living soul. means he went on an eternal journey with God. And Jesus straightway entered into a ship, a soul. Your soul, my soul, mankind, whosoever has an ear to hear, let him hear. And after that, what Jesus did was he took his disciples with him. But if you notice where they went to, they went to a place called Dabanutha, which means, like I said, slow to see. See, God wants us to see more. He wants his disciples to see more. From that which is within. It's all about what's in you. Not what's outside of you. If your eyes are connected. With what's outside of you. You're in trouble. Because you're in the world. Mm-hmm. See you got to go in on this thing. And get some discipline. And when you get some, then you get some power. And when you get some power. Then you are able to make things happen. And you'll find out that them things, them stumbling blocks, them mountains that's been in your life, you see, they really wasn't that big when the power and the authority is displayed. Verse 11, Mark 8, verse 11. Let's go on down through here. I'm going to feed you spiritually first. And then y'all can do whatever you want to back there. But this is what I'm interested in eating. I'm eating the right now. Verse 11 says, And the Pharisees, that word that means those that love the wound and scatter. That's them religious folk. Y'all know about them. They're in these churches this morning right now worrying about what Sally got on, what Sue wearing, or gossiping. That kind of mess. Self-righteousness. Pharisees. It means wound and scatter. That's what religion will do. It'll wound you and it will scatter you. Because all it does is going to tell you what you can do, what you can't do. Well, can I breathe? (laughs) And it came forth and see these old Pharisees, these old self-righteous folk, you know, they come by and they begin to question with him. Seeking of him a sign. From heaven, tempting him. Mm-hmm. See, religious folk, they always need to see something. They're always looking for a miracle. Well, you got to do it. If you got up this morning and looked in the mirror, you'll see a miracle. If you hear, you're a miracle. But, you, but see, religious folk always want to see something. Well, you're going to see something. And you're going to see more than you want. Keep on asking God to show you a miracle. He's going to show you a trick that you'll never forget. Keep on. I'm talking church folk. We, we reaching almost 200 million folk right now. We just added a couple of days ago, two, three days ago, a contract adding 51 more million from right here. 
See, it ain't the size of the dog that makes him a champion. It's his heart. You don't have to be rich to reach the world. You know, you need to do is be rich in the Lord. And the Lord opened doors. I told you he'll show you a trick that you'll never forget. But it takes courage to change. It takes courage to change people. Change just don't come in your positive way. Yet change comes regardless of whether you're positive with it or not. But in order for you to get what you want out of life, it's going to take some courage. And church folk need courage. I don't like being around folk that are scared and fearful. I don't like it. Get away from me. Because I ain't, I, I don't handle, I don't deal in fear. The Lord said, I have given you Not a spirit of fear, but a one of power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. So the Pharisees came to tempt Jesus because they 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 trying to trick him. And Jesus said in verse twelve, and he sighed deeply in his spirit, and he said, "Why doeth this generation seek a sign?" Then he goes on and he said, "Verily I say unto you." There shall no sign be given unto this generation. What generation? The same generation that's thinking the way that these Pharisees are thinking. Church folk. Religious folk. That's who we're talking about. That generation. That word generation there means made out of the same stock. And when you made out of the same stock, you're going to look like that you came out of. You're going to act like that you came out of. You're going to treat people like that that you came out of. You understand what I'm saying? Pharisees. Always want to see a sign. But Jesus said, I ain't showing you nothing. Because you blind anyway. And if I showed it to you, you wouldn't be able to see it. I'm talking to them religious people. We deal in spirituality in here. God is a spirit. God ain't no religion. That's man-made. You you, you got to go with that. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yeah. So we see here where the Lord is talking to us. And then he goes on and he says in verse 18, and he left them, he left who? That generation. Them Pharisees. He got away from that real quick. See, see, when folk start talking crazy about religion, you can't do this, you can't do that, or you need to be this way, or you know that stuff that they be doing. I call it that patent place theology. Then you, you need to do like Jesus, get away from them. Get away from them. And take your disciples with you. That's why I don't take this church around to these other churches. Because you will not contaminate my people. And if you come up in here with that contamination, then either I cut it out of you from this pulpit, or face to face, whichever one you want. 
Or you just go on, go back over yonder because I'm going to tell you something. In here, it's two things we do. We preach the word of God and we love one another. There is no schism. There is no gossip. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. Two things we do here. We preach the word of God in a revelation and we love one another. We are commanded to love one another. We are not commanded to come up in here and vote on what tight curtain we going to put up or what tight flooring we going to do. Man, y'all crazy. I'm trying to get souls saved up in here. My God, what's done happening? So the word of God goes on and he say he left them. He got out around them. Mm-hmm. And then he says in verse 9, he departed to the other side. Somebody say the other side. Of me. Because he's inside. He's making a journey. See, 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 he goes from one side and he brings you and gets you away from that judging spirit. That self-righteous spirit. He said, look, I got to take you to the other side. See, because he done took us and told us that we're slow to see when he took us over in that place called Dalmanutha, right? Mm-hmm. See, let's go to the other side. Now look at the disciples in verse 14. Now the disciples have forgotten to take bread. Mm-hmm. Not, how can you forget to take <coughs> the word of the Lord with you? See, it ain't talking about no physical bread. This talking about spiritual bread. The word. They didn't take much with them. See, y'all thought they were talking about a loaf of bread. See, yeah. We're going to get you straight. We're going to help you. Now the disciples have forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the, where? Soul. With them, more than one loaf. In other words, they were weak in this thing. Uh And verse 15 says, And he charged them, saying, Take heed and beware of the, somebody say, sin of the Pharisees. That word leaven there means sin. Beware, he said, of the sin or leaven of those that's trying to wound and scatter you. The Pharisees. The religious cult. You know the ones that like to down everybody. When you down and out they like to kick you instead of trying to help you up. You, you Anybody in here know that kind? Ain't nobody in here like that are they? It's quiet. What happened? You was talking to me. Now you don't want to talk to me. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, it's, it's okay. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna do surgery easy today. Doc, he's going to do some surgery, but it's going to be all right. I'm going to oil you up at the end. And of the leaven of who? Herod. Mm-hmm. Be wild. Herod is mean heroic. You know them heroes that you see on TV all the time in the pulpit? He said, beware the 11 of them. <laughs> see, 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 
See, see, see, when you find something out on me, if you don't love me, you'll try to kill me. And, but you don't want to be a number of heroes. That's that leaven of heroin. You know, you don't know nothing about them. But you believe in them. I would rather know something about who I'm following than to wait to get in the war and then they bail out on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I'm hitting you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm hitting you with the word. I'm hitting you with the word. He told us to be wow of the leaven of the religious folk and of the leaven or, or the sin of those who you think is all that. Because they're not. They're not. They're putting on a show. Jesus put it like this. He said, yeah, your cups are clean on the outside, but you filthy on the inside. Y'all think Jesus will weep? Man, Jesus will cut you real quick. Y'all better read your Bible. And was nothing soft about Jesus. So he goes on and verse 16. It's going to walk right on down through here. I'm going to get out of the way. But I'm going to help you. And they reason among themselves saying, is it because we have no bread? They, see, they still on that bread thing. Physical bread. And he talking spiritual here to them. Didn't I tell you that they were slow to see? Uh-huh. That's why we entitled this thing, Eyes That See. Because God going to open your eyes. He's going to do a miracle. Verse 17 says, and when Jesus knew it, he said, are you reason because we have no bread? Perceive you not, neither understand, have your heart yet hard. He's telling them right there. He, in verse 18, just kills it. He said, having eyes, you still can't see. That's word. And having ears, you still can't hear. And do ye not remember when I fed the 5,000 and the 4,000? Don't you remember? And you hear hollering about, we ain't got no bread. I am the bread of life. Do you not know that? And you talk about, we don't have no bread, and you just saw me feed 5,000 men, probably was about, with women and children, it was probably about 20 or 20 or 30,000 of them there. Because the average woman won't have two or three young at least, right? And 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 had to be some youngers there because when he fed the five thousand men, they got the five loaves and two fish from a little boy. So it wasn't just men there. And then the four thousand. You say, you don't even remember me doing that? See, a lot of times when the world coming us. And we let that thing inside our mind. We forget about what God has done for us. And the first thing that we do is we fall out with him. We don't make it to church no more because we fall out. First thing go is God. And we pick up everything else. Jobs and everything. Right, yeah, you do. yeah, we do. And, it, and we forget about all that that God has done for us. 